0: Welcome, everyone, to this episode of the Manufacturing Talk Radio podcast. We're glad you're with us today. I'm here with Lou Weiss, who is the founder of Manufacturing Talk Radio. And joining us today is Anthony Nievis, who is the committee chair for the Institute for Supply Management, Report on Business on the Services Sector. We're always interested to see what that sector is doing. And Anthony, thanks for joining us again.
1: Well, thank you, gentlemen, for having me on the show, as always.
0: We appreciate you. We appreciate you being here. And Anthony, the number looks very good. Is it fifty-six point four? That looks very strong to me. Yes, we had a, five. Uh,
1: Yeah, we had an uptick of two point one percentage points. It beat expectations from uh, by many economists. But uh, I can say that this is not a surprising number. I felt that we would either come in. You know, around the same range as, uh, as last month, maybe, you know, move sideways, up a little, down a little, but uh, things have been very consistent in the services sector. And this composite index has been driven by two things the business activity up nine percentage points to 64.7, and employment coming from contraction last month to 49.1 to 51.5. And the question is well, what's driving that business activity? besides we know we're getting into the holiday season and we do seasonally adjust for that, it's also the end or I should say the beginning of a new fiscal period for public administration government. So our comments uh, from respondents are indicating that orders have been released, um, some pent-up orders that they had waiting to the end of their fiscal period and the start of the new one, uh, we know with the retail trade, we'll start to see some pick up with the holiday season, but activity has increased overall. We're starting to see some uh, normalizing in the, uh, uh, the uh, services sector of the economy. Uh, we had all that pent-up demand in 2021. Some of that carried into as we keep the 12-month uh, running cycle. Uh, December 2021 has driven the average up. Uh, We're starting to be uh, where we should be, uh, a sustainable level of growth uh, for the services sector.
2: Yeah, there's some uh, terrific comments from your respondents, uh, basically showing that business is doing well, um, which is really terrific. Um, Not as good as the manufacturing side that we had to report the other day, but not as but really not too terrible. It was only 48, I'm sorry, 48 point something or 49.2. I don't recall off the top of my head.
1: Um, 49 for the uh, composite on manufacturing.
2: Right,
1: right. So the big difference between the two. Well, it, it, you know, you have to look at it this way. Manufacturing is definitely more cyclical. It's uh, more uh, uh, it's not as eclectic as we see on the services side yet. Um, they have 18 industries, but it, you know, manufacturing has longer lead times, longer cycle times. You see the holiday season coming in where uh, things start to wane a little bit. We know that uh, that typically happens on um, more so there than it is on the services side, which is gearing up for this holiday season.
0: Well, I'm glad to hear the holiday season is going well because on the other hand, I'm hearing that consumers are getting cautious and we're seeing some, maybe some pullback in consumer demand. It's it's early. I'm sure we don't have the numbers in yet, but we have some probably Black Friday or Black November numbers in. How's retail doing, Anthony?
1: Well, great question. You know, when you look at uh, consumer, confidence is actually uh, in the consumer spending is actually up slightly uh, for the month of November uh, coming out of October rather and so um, there is some caution out there as it relates to we you know we've talked about in the past shows about the recession or a pending or looming recession right now uh, things are still going strong doesn't mean we may not see that down the road but as of right now for the balance of the year I mean we're in the last month of the year and uh, historically, I think we'll get more into the s- historical trends that we've seen in the past because you know we've had this anom- anomaly of the pandemic uh, uh, prior to this where with that pent up demand, it kind of threw out the historical trends threw them out the window. And we didn't see what we have seen in past years where you got a big holiday push, especially on retail. You see that on the import, uh, the import index as well from most of the stuff coming from overseas. And then uh, post-holiday, like January, it starts to get a little bit of a lull, and then maybe some pickup as we approach the midpoint of the first quarter. I think that's what we'll see going into 2023. The big question remains, how are we going to do as it relates to a potential recession? Right now, two of the three variables say no, but we're still combating that high inflation and the Fed has kept raising interest rates to stave off inflation. and it's put a damper on one of our biggest industries that contributes to GDP, and that's real estate rental and leasing. We've seen some easing in mortgage rates recently. And so we had this month a pop up for that retail, uh, you know that I'm sorry, real estate rental and leasing industry had a little bit of a had growth this month. So that that's why I see this industry, I mean this sector, uh, showing the increases that it has uh, month over month.
2: Meanwhile, uh, last uh, the last job report, which was last week, uh, showed 223,000 new jobs, uh, which is contrary to what happens in a potential recessionary period.
1: You're absolutely right. It, it was uh, you know 3.7 unemployment. It's the numbers remain constant. They were projecting that they would be about 200,000 jobs added, and the non farm payroll report came out on Friday and it reflected 263,000 jobs added. Right. So, when you look at it that way, to your point, Lou, uh, you know, two of the three variables uh, unemployment uh, is low. Uh, you look at growth, we still have growth of GDP. The only thing we're combating, as I mentioned, is the inflation piece. And initially it was thought to be transitory. Then it was demand pull. Now it's just a matter of um, right now it's what the market will bear. Consumers are spending. Um, there is some component in there of, as I said, the market will bear. There are some people taking advantage of it. There are certain commodities, as we know, that are short supply, which are demanding higher prices. Uh, we look at the commodity list on this report. We see vehicles in there. We see semiconductors are in there. We see, uh, uh, you know, microchips and all that uh, continues to be an issue, whether it be up in price or short supply.
0: It, to
2: continue on the the point that I was uh, started off with, uh, they're talking now about perhaps the Fed not raising the interest rate another three quarters of a point. They did it, what, four months in a row. They're now talking about being that there seemingly is no recession coming and they're not firing people. And is it, one, is it possible that this is going to be a no recession issue? And two, is it possible that the feds will come down to a half point increase because it seems to be going pretty smoothly? I concur with your thought
1: process on that as far as I think the Fed will continue to raise the rates to try and stave off where inflation is right now, but it won't be the big jumps that we've seen in the past. And, uh, you know, we have to keep in mind that um, there is still some pricing power out there. Uh, We're still seeing a little bit of wage pressure. Um, But overall, things are boding well for the economy in general. If we do experience a recessionary period or maybe a point of contraction, Tim Fury and I have both agreed on this, that we believe it'll be not a deep, long tranche as what we've seen in the past when we've hit some recessionary periods that have lasted upwards near you know, 18 months to two years. So hopefully that pans out to be the case, and I'd rather
2: be right in this case than miss it. What affected the, uh, what's going on, for example, in Europe? I've, I've seen their, their global purchasing managers' reports over there, and it it reads like uh, sort of a vampire horror story. Uh, everything seems to be uh, collapsing, uh, you know, in the economies there. I mean, one, one country, I forgot which one, there was a major drop of like 18 points in one of their... Uh, Uh, sectors, Um, how's that going to affect us? It's certainly not going to be importing. It's the exports.
1: I mean, you bring up a very good point. And granted, we don't export an awful lot from the services sector. I've I've touched on this in past shows that what we do export has to do on the information side, uh, the professional scientific technical services, management of companies and support services. The whole knowledge management piece is what is exported. Granted, it's a much smaller percentage than what we see on the manufacturing side, but the global markets have been a mess. And how we've sidestepped that in the past is that because it's related to services versus tangible goods, the valuation process of that has been uh, more forgiving than if it was based on exchange rate and hard currency. Um, And right now we're seeing that has affected even the uh, the, uh, knowledge management piece.
0: Anthony, in a few days, we're gonna be sitting down with you and Tim Fiore, who's the committee chair for the Manufacturing Report on Business, speaking about the semi-annual forecast, which you release each December and then update in April or May. Uh, Are there any questions in that, and I, I don't want you to reveal the data, but are you looking for any information on how the manufacturing or services sector feels about a recession in 2023?
1: We, we're not touching specifically on whether or not they feel there'll be a recession. We will ask questions. There are questions that have been asked and that's coming out on December 15th. It just got pushed back a couple of days, but we're looking at um, asking them questions about how logistics and supply bottlenecks have affected them how the pandemic uh, and post-pandemic has impacted these operations. So we ask those type of questions, not so much specifically about uh, whether or not they believe they'll be in a recession. We ask about hiring and hiring practices, the availability of workers, things along those lines. And what we do get out of that, because we ask for measurement of different things like revenue and sales ratio, and those will give us the indication of what they think their revenues will be projected not just in the next six months, but year and year over year and how it compares backwards as well.
0: Well, I just wanna remind our listeners, particularly those uh, at the moment who might be listening on WLEA radio AM, that around the 15th of December, we will also be pushing out our manufacturing outlook easing. There's always a section in there on the Institute for Supply Management. You can find that and subscribe at manufacturingoutlook.com. It's about 60 pages. I think uh, 40 or 45 of it is editorial on what's happening in the economy and looking at various sections around the world, the North American outlook, the South America outlook, the Asia outlook. Anthony, in terms of... it's free. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> right. It's <laughs> free. <laughs> In terms of uh, what's happening in Asia, we have seen some uh, serious softening in their economy. Um, I know that some of our exports in the services sector goes there in the way of intelligence uh, and and, uh, management. Uh, What's the report showing? Is that seriously softened or just slightly softened?
1: Well, it's not so much what we see impacted by what's going on over there, it's affected Uh, the imports more than anything. And we see imports now have increased as it relates to the the holiday season. And it's not just uh, with Asia, but it's it's across the board. And we've seen some uh, relaxing of the rules and parameters of closures as it relates to some of the factories, because they had a zero tolerance policy for factories over there. If there was one case of Uh, COVID, the whole factory shut down, entire cities shut down. And so just most recently, we're seeing an easing in that. Maybe, you know, I'm just speculating here, but it could be they have received some really hard press lately in regards to human rights issues and other things as it relates to their protocol and handling COVID cases.
0: The services sector here, as Lou mentioned, you have respondents that you go out to and ask them the various questions. What are some of the comments that they have been sharing back with you? I know you try to pick out 10 or 12, their particular interest.
1: Well, there's some some great comments. I'll read one from Retail Trade here. It's overall business is stable. Employment is low and inflation is lower than last month. Supply chain issues are stabilizing. That's from Retail Trade. And that's a key thing. As as supply chain issues are stabilizing, we don't have the backlog that we've had in the past. We don't have as many container ships offshore waiting to be uh, offloaded. Um, Things have improved in that case, as well as capacity has come more online with upstream uh, for suppliers and providers to the services sector. Uh, This one is another comment from uh, agricultural, forestry, fishing, and hunting. Business is doing well, almost back to pre-coronavirus pandemic, uh, coronavirus pandemic uh, volumes. So that's uh, what we're seeing as a common theme across the services sectors. Things are coming up more online than as they were in the past.
0: How's transportation doing? I know that we went through a period in terms of trucks, shortage of chassis, shortage of drivers. Has that, Eased at all, Anthony? I I get the feeling that we're in better shape than we were a year ago.
1: We are. And I think that has to do more with uh, uh, demand is still strong, but it wasn't as strong as it was when we came right out of the pandemic with all that pent up demand. It was like opening the floodgates. And we had capacity issues on the logistics side anyway prior to that. So we're seeing that there's been, even though we're showing a contraction in inventories at these various companies that comprise this, when you look at some industries, uh, whether it be in the warehousing and transportation, they have some backup of inventories and it depends on the commodity as well. It's so, it's, there's so many variables involved. But to your question, Tim, yes, there's been some easing. Some of it's geographic as it relates to some stress points in the supply chain, but overall, when you look at it in totality, uh, things are moving along faster in the supply chain.
2: And thank goodness they resolved the railroad potential strike uh, as of uh, last week, uh, because I believe the number was, if there was a strike, we would the country would have been losing a billion dollars a day. And that's not chump change.
1: No, not at all. Some people don't realize, I mean, those that are heavily involved in supply chain management and supply management know how rail service is utilized. And it's very intermodal in what we see with rail service because it can bring it to a certain point and then it's the trucking that delivers it to its destination. So we have that whole intermodal piece in there and uh, there is more reliance on rail than most people perceive there to be. Right. Right
0: yeah, no doubt you see those uh, at least I occasionally see those long uh, line of rail cars, and they're all holding containers on their flatbeds moving them across the country. so we're uh, we're strong supporters of uh, rail and the truckers that are out there keeping America moving because that keeps manufacturing moving. Anthony, in your uh, section in the services sector, are there any particular industries that are really struggling?
1: Well, we had 13 industries that reflected um, growth month over month. And the three industries that are showing uh, contraction, when you look at it from a composite index uh, perspective, it's management of companies and support services, wholesale trade, and information. And think about this, information, even though we have growth and employment, that is the one industry that was laying off. Right. They were laying off the tech sector. Um, and I think part of it has to do and, and again, I don't like to uh, reach uh, conclusions without, you know, measuring it uh, specifically within this report. But when you put the things together, we know that in the during the pandemic, things such as online distribution and the reliance on technology was paramount. Now we're getting more feet on the street, so to speak. And people are out and about more often than they were when they were locked down. So without mentioning other names, we know that one other big online distribution company had laid off about 10,000 workers and we've seen it through the tech world. And it's also a correction. Uh, Things are becoming more efficient as things start to normalize in the
0: sector. I would have expected the wholesale trade to be doing fairly well because obviously they're the middleman in between in our case manufacturing and Retail, um, any per- particular reason that you picked up maybe in the comments why that sector seems to be a bit soft uh, in November, just for those who are listening, the December report talks about what happened in November.
1: You know, it's it's a timing issue when you think about it. It's all the buildup going into the holiday because there's the cycle time associated, especially on the retail side, getting products into the particular establishments. So... We're measuring directional change month over month. So you have the Thanksgiving period of time built in, people take time off, things slow down for that little period of time. So all that gear up going into the Black Friday and all that prior to, we'll see this. I anticipate, may not happen, but I anticipate wholesale will be fine in the month of December. It will exemplify growth. And then the latter part of December going into January, we could see some more contraction again for that particular industry.
0: Well, Anthony, we look forward to speaking with you either on or after the 15th of this month, December, when we talk about the semi-annual forecast that the Institute for Supply Management puts together. We've enjoyed our association for now 10 years with the ISM and you can find all this information at ismworld.org. And we particularly enjoy having Anthony with us each and every month. Thanks for being with us again, Anthony.
1: Thank you. So how many of those 10 years was I involved with it? Because I know I was only like a, doing a guest spot once in a while.
0: You know, We'd have to look back in the archives and find out, but more than you know, half I would guess.
1: It's my ulterior motive. I'm just, you know, vying for that jacket. You know, I'm trying to get that jacket. <laughs> I'll even go out and buy a matching tie. You know, yeah.
2: no, the ties come with it. Ties come with it, but yes, I, do you know. wish you, I do wish you a happy holiday. Christmas, New Year's,
0: Kwanzaa,
2: um, and Hanukkah, all Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Oh, how yeah. can I
0: forget Hanukkah? Festivus for the rest of us. And then Festivus for the
2: rest of us were those Seinfeld folks. <laughs>
0: always always fun always fun to chat and we want to encourage our listeners to go to manufacturing talk radio podcast at jacketmediaco.com or again you can hear us on wlea as well as on iheart radio spotify google play itunes or apple Podcasts these days and we appreciate you being with us on this episode of manufacturing talk radio